T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. With the 11th pick, in the 2021 NFL Draft, my Chicago Bears select Justin Fields, quarterback, Ohio State. I'm sorry it has taken me an entire hour to say Justin Fields. No, wait a minute. I got it in with Zach there Bears. at the end. Yeah, Bears. Here we are. You know, I, I try to spread it around a little bit, talk some White Sox talk some Cubs, but we now have a Bears hour. It is Mark Grody with you here on the score until 9 o'clock. Talk some Bulls in about one hour from now. Rick Camp does the Bulls postgame show, and uh, we will have him on at that time. Only four games left for the Bulls. One guy who I have yet to hear from, at least on the radio, is Aaron Lemming. He covers the Bears CBS Sports' Bear Report, Windy City Gridiron. He joins us now here on The Score. What's going on, Aaron? How are you, man? Doing good. Is it is it weird to say that Bears Hour may actually be somewhat positive this time? Oh, my God. Everything changed. Everything changed on that fateful Thursday night in the draft. The Bears are trading up. The Bears are trading up. And then you just heard the pick is in. It's Justin Fields, quarterback, Ohio State. Aaron, what were you thinking? What was your reaction when the Bears did that? Well, my original reaction was, please do not trade up for Mac Jones. I mean, let's be honest, because I mean, I, I think that was probably in the back of both people's minds. It was like, yeah. okay, you know, you got a chance to do the right thing. Everything fell your way. Uh, I mean, I'm still shocked. I mean, it's the, the amount of things that had to happen for the Bears to even be able to get in the position to be able to trade up, find a trade partner, you know, all the way at 11. I think most people had thought if Fields didn't go number three overall, he was going to go somewhere within probably the top nine. And all of a sudden you're in a position where, you know, you're, you're looking at 11. They trade away, obviously, a first-round pick for next year as well and, you know, a little bit more. But, I mean, all things considered, if that's all you have to give up, assuming that he is their franchise quarterback, with obviously we're going to have to see what happens. But, I mean, if that's all that they had to give up in order to get him and it all works out, I, I think you do that trade every single time. How do you want to see the Bears handle Justin Fields? Well, I think, you know, every quarterback is different, right? I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of the big thing right now. I know a lot of people are kind of locking into the whole, oh, he's not going to play in year one. And there's other people that say, you know, he needs to start right away. I think, I think we're going to know a lot when training camp and preseason happens. You know, I think it's going to be one of those situations where it can't just be Trubisky was better than Glennon. So we had to, you know, we had to start him then, you know, in 2017, it can't be that situation. It needs to be, 
you know, it, it's a more stable environment now. Obviously, Andy Dalton is nothing great, but at the same time, I think he's also a suitable enough veteran where if Fields isn't ready, if he's not showing what you want to see out of him right out of the gate, then you're comfortable going with him. But I think, you know, at least my opinion, and obviously, again, we need to see what happens in training camp. We need to see what happens in preseason. My personal guess is I think it's probably going to be somewhere on a similar timeline. I'd say probably week seven, week six, week seven. I, I think that seems about right. I don't think they're going to rush him. I don't think they should. But I also don't think, you know, if they get in the camp and they get in the preseason and Justin Fields is clearly better than Andy Dalton and Justin Fields looks like he's NFL ready, then I think you give him the shot. I don't think this is a Patrick Mahomes situation. I don't think this is some of the other situations that have popped up over the last few years where you, you know, you want to sit the guy the entire time. But I think, you know, we've, we've kind of seen it all play out, even with a team like the Chargers, where they had every intention of continuing to sit out Herbert. Uh, clearly he was ready because of the numbers that he put up and how good he was, but it took an injury to Tyrod Taylor for him to get a shot. It's such a weird year for the Bears, too. Like, when you when you add in Justin Fields, and, and that just that is what the Bears are right now in terms of what everybody's talking about and this, the, the new, it's coming. It's on the come for sure. But at the same time, you still have this defense, which did not live up to expectations last year. And even to a, a lesser degree, the, the year before the other eight and eight season. But the, the window is still there to some degree for the Bears defense. So I guess the question is, with Justin Fields or without Justin Fields, what should the expectations be for the Chicago Bears next year in terms of win-loss and potential playoffs? Well, I, you know, and this is maybe where I'm going to be a little bit of a downer, but I, I don't think the overall viewpoint of this the 2021 season has really changed at all. I mean, obviously, a lot of this hinges on what goes on with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers because if Aaron Rodgers leaves, Green Bay is not going to be a good team. I mean, I don't care really what quarterback you plug in and the situation that they're going to be in. They're not going to be a good team, and maybe that division opens up a little bit. But I think when you look at the Bears roster, there's still a lot of question marks. I mean, you pointed out the defense hasn't been, you know, a lot of people want to talk about wasting the elite defense and doing all that. But, I mean, this is a defense that's been on the decline for two years now. And then now you're talking about being without your best corner and Kyle Fulker. Uh, you're talking about guys on the you know defensive side of the ball getting older. I mean, the secondary right now has got to be at least somewhat of a question, at least at corner. I mean, you've got obviously Jalen Johnson going in their second year, and I think he has a really high ceiling, but health has been a question with him even going back to Utah. And then after that, there's a lot of question marks. It's like, can you really rely on a guy like Desmond Trufant to actually play a full season? And if you look at his you know numbers over the last few years and his body of work, I mean, he hasn't really – he hasn't played. I think even if you combine the last two seasons together, I don't think it combines for a full season. So I think there's definitely still some questions on the defense side of the ball. I think really and truly the, the overall focus though has to have changed for the bears. Obviously, you know, you look at the offensive side of the ball, you know, not only did they get Justin Fields in the draft, but obviously uh, Tevin Jenkins, and it looks like they're going to move him over to left tackle, which is going to be an interesting move, but now you're kind of looking to build that offense. And I would, you know, in a, in a ideal world, I'd love to see them get something done with Allen Robinson. I don't think that's going to happen still, but now the, now the focus kind of gears towards 2022 and beyond, because now you're going to have this situation where you have hopefully your quarterback of the future and hopefully your offensive tackle, let's say offensive tackle of the future and Jenkins 
I mean, that's two really, really expensive spots that they have control for the next four years. And when you look at Justin Fields, even with a fifth-year option, that's still going to be worlds cheaper than it would if you had a quarterback you know, going into a second contract making $35, $40, 45000000 million a year, depending on what it's going to be there. So in, in terms of looking at their, their, their cap space and, and how things kind of move moving forward into 2022 – Things are going to open up a lot. Obviously, they're not going to be, you know, they're not going to have $100 million to spend next year, even if the cap goes up, you know, $10, $15 million. But I do think, at least now with a guy like Justin Fields, there's hope for the future. There's that road, and I heard this, and I can't remember who said it, but he said it perfectly. There's that road to get out of Bears quarterback purgatory and to be able to get in a position where, you could finally build towards the future. You finally have your quarterback. Because you look at a lot of these teams right now, and a lot of the teams that are successful, for the most part, have that, that, that quarterback under a rookie contract or just transitioning out of that so you can spend other resources elsewhere. So I'd say 2021, in terms of the outlook, probably doesn't really change that much. You're probably looking at seven, eight, nine wins if they're really lucky. Uh, but, you know, in terms of the overall future and what things hold beyond this year, I think is, is limitless at this point. Mark Roddy talking to Aaron Lemming here in our Bears Hour on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, you mentioned uh, Tevin Jenkins, the second-round pick of the Bears out of Oklahoma State. And, yeah, it is looking like he will play left tackle. First of all, what did you think about the releasing of Charles Leno? Well, I thought it was a uh, a bold move. I get it. I mean, you know, they they needed that $9 million in cap space that clears after June 1st. I understand. But, man, you're taking taking a decent gamble here. Um, You know, I really like Tevin Jenkins. I I actually had him mocked the Bears at 20th overall. I thought he was, you know, a really good right tackle prospect with the ability to possibly move over to left tackle in the future. Uh, You know, you you throw him over at left tackle right out of the gate. Um, You know, but I, I think the clear thing right now for the bears is they want maulers. They want guys with nastiness on the offensive line. I mean, even a guy like, uh, you know, Larry Borum, that was another pick that, although I thought he went a little higher than he should have, it was kind of a weird draft. I thought he went a little higher. Uh, you know, I, I had it more as a six or seventh round pick, but they, they both have the clear traits of, you know, being that guy that's going to, you know, pancake guys and, and be the aggressive maulers. And I, I think that's kind of, the anti Charles Leno. And that's not anything against Charles Leno because I know he got a lot of crap from a lot of fans, you know, me included at times, but to go from a seventh round pick to a guy where nobody even knew if he was going to make the roster in his rookie year to all of a sudden starting as many games straight as he did and becoming the type of piece and player that he did as a seventh round pick, especially at left tackle. I mean, that's, that's an incredible feat on its own. And, you know, so I, I, I hope everything works out for Leno and I hope, you know, hopefully he ends up getting a deal pretty soon. And again, there's some risk involved with it, but it's clear the bears have a, have a plan moving forward to how they want to kind of mold this offensive line. And it's going to be very interesting to see if they made the right gamble, especially moving Jenkins over the left tackle in year one. Yeah. I mean, and then becomes the question of, you know, assuming they keep things the way they were at the end of the season on the inside with Sam Mustafer at, at center. And obviously, hopefully, you will have James Daniels back at one of the, the guard spots along with Cody White here. Assuming that stays the same, who do you like at, at right tackle? Is it is it Borum? Is it, is it um, who's the kid? Elijah Wilkinson? Is it a Fetty? Who do you like over there? 
Well, I think the first shot's got to go to Hafeti. I mean, in terms of who I like, I don't know if I like anybody at that spot. I, I think Larry Borum's a guy that does have a quality ceiling. I, again, I can see why they took him in the fifth round, but he's also a guy, and I know he got down to, in the 320s, you know, for his pro day or whatever. But if you watch him at Mizzou last year, I mean, there was he's a – He's a he's a big guy. I mean, there's really just no other way to put it. He's not very very athletic. I mean, he's more of a plotter, and I think especially in this blocking scheme with Juan Castillo, it's going to be an interesting fit. I think ultimately, if he wants to play at you know three thirty three forty, I think they're going to end up having to slide him inside. I think if he's going to play tackle, he needs to probably be about three fifteen three twenty, and he needs to be able to gain some of that looseness back. Uh, so I, I think, you know, if I had to go the safe route right now, I think a Fetty makes the most sense. I mean, realistically, when he took over for Bobby Massey, when they slid him outside to right tackle, he actually performed, you know, pretty decently well. And if I remember right, I don't think he gave up a sack in the times that he started after taking over for Massey. So, mm-hmm. again, I mean, you, you talk about those tackles, and there's, there's some risk involved. I understand why they did it, but there's definitely some risk involved. And I think if you look at this offensive line as a whole – you can see the potential and you can see why they, they did things the way that they did things. But I also don't think that the moves that they made and some of the risks that they take or that they took, I don't think it's any guarantee that this, this offensive line is going to start off better than it ended last year. All right. So we have, we've talked about the, the first couple of picks are actually three of them now with, with Larry Borum, Tevin Jenkins and Justin Fields. Of the other the other guys, Khalil Herbert, Daz Newsom, Thomas Graham Jr., Kyrus Tonga, any of these guys stick out to you? Well, I think Thomas Graham's the one that you know he, he's one of those guys that I think a lot of people had mock as you know a third or fourth round prospect. I think size and you know sitting out uh, you know or opting out of uh, 2020 kind of knocked him down a little bit. He's a little undersized, not overly athletic. But I think he can be really good in the nickel. I think he's actually going to be somebody, when, you know, we, we talked about the corner a little bit ago. I think he's going to be somebody who can at least go in and push for a starting spot right out of the gate. Obviously, there's no guarantees there. But I think when you look at some of these other guys, uh, Tonga, I, I think, is at least solid depth at the nose tackle position. Uh, luckily, they should be getting Eddie Golden back. I mean, there's been no official announcement, but I would assume that's going to be the case. I think you look at a guy like Khalil Harbert and you look at a guy like Daz Newsom and obviously they're pretty good at the positions. I mean, you look at Herbert and he was kind of one of those guys that really finally broke out this last year and had the type of year that everybody was expecting uh, when he was at Kansas. And then you look at a guy, uh, you know, and, and you know, you look at Daz Newsom and Daz Newsom's one of those guys where he's, in my opinion, he's a little limited athletically. He's a little bit limited in terms of size, but all he did was produce. And, and that's kind of the thing. Again, you slide him into the slot, and, you know, you slide him in as the, the punt returner and possibly kick returner and see what he can do. But I think when you're kind of looking at it, it's like these they all have their own roles. And I think with Herbert, he's kind of more of a top-end speed guy that you can kind of come in and be the change of pace. He's not really much of a uh, pass catcher. But I think when you when you look at those two names especially, I think you're looking at special teams value. Khalil Herbert's another one that has some, uh, you know, some kick returning experience that could bring some value there. And, again, better depth uh, at the running back position. I think with Daz Newsom. I think the hope there would be that he'd end up being your receiver, let's just say four or five, uh, can play some time in the slot. Uh, he's got a pretty pretty good route tree, pretty consistent. He freelances at times. But I think, again, when you're looking at special teams value, especially at receiver, they don't have a lot of guys that can play special teams right now, and I think that's going to be big. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, and that that's usually what – 
you know, from the sixth round on or even the fifth round on, a lot of times those those are guys that are asked to at least initially be a big part or core of of the special teams. And presumably that's exactly what they will be for the Bears. But I want to go back to to wide receiver for the Bears because we know what you're going to get out of Allen Robinson. And that's probably excellence. Um, I think Darnell Mooney has the chance to take the next step and he did a lot of good things in his rookie year but I think there needs to be a a jump for him because Aaron Lemming Bears don't there there's a lot of indecision beyond those two guys. I don't know if Anthony Miller is going to be on this this roster. He was engaged in trade rumors. Javon Wims, Riley Ridley, I mean they and I don't want to put any pressure on Daz Newsome but it seems to me, and tell me if you agree or disagree, they need more production from wide receiver or people catching the football. Well, hundred percent. I mean, I think all we have to do is go back and look at the, you know, the, the games that Darnell Money last missed last year, especially in the playoffs, and they really—that's the thing—is when you had. Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, and Anthony Miller at times when he's out on the field in the slot, you you had at least some quality starters there, right? And obviously, again, Allen Robinson's great. Darnell Mooney had a really good rookie year, like you pointed out. Hopefully he takes the next step because I think he can be a really good receiver. But again, in, in today's NFL, you have to have depth at the receiver position. And I think that's kind of where, you know, you bring in a guy like Marquise Goodwin on a free agent deal where he basically got, I think it was like $250,000 guaranteed on a one-year deal. He's not even making a million dollars in terms of cap hit. And then, uh, you know, whether Demir Bird was another guy that they signed that, again, you know, has, he's kind of somewhat, you know, when you look at his numbers, I mean, overall, except for this last year in New England, which was kind of a weird year in New England, I mean, he hasn't really had much production. I mean, he had a little over 600 yards last year so. But again, those guys are on one-year deals, so it would be fantastic if, if if Newsom can come in and actually carve out a role for himself. Uh, but in terms of the depth, I see the thing is, is I, I like the depth better. But again, you know, the question really revolves right now around Anthony Miller. What are they going to do with him? I, if I had to guess at this point, and who knows? I'm going to say this, and he's going to get released tomorrow. But if I had to guess at this point, I think they're at least going to carry him in a training camp. Because, again, I mean, you, you look at guys like Javon Wims. I mean, Javon Wims, if anything, provides you some quality depth special teams-wise. Riley Ridley is a you know, former fourth-round pick who was lauded for his route running at Georgia and hasn't been able to get on the field. I mean, you got basically two guys that on most teams would probably be receiver five, receiver six if they're even on the team. But at least you got some competition there. I, I think in terms of long-term answers, I mean, obviously, again, we're, we're, we're talking about basically the same situation we were uh, – pre-draft where Allen Robinson, or not sorry, uh, well, Allen Robinson's going to be a free agent, but Darnell Mooney's the only guy, and I guess Daz Newsom now, are the only two names that are going to be under contract for, uh, you know, 2022 and beyond, and I guess you can count Riley Ridley in there, too, but again, I mean, he's a guy that really hasn't seen a lot of snaps, so there's a lot of unanswered questions there, and again, if you're going to throw a rookie quarterback out there, you need to provide him a good offensive line and some good weapons, and I think that's going to also play into the decision on when he starts and you know when that happens. Yeah, and I hate the idea that Allen Robinson is not under contract for the Bears next year as of this as of this moment. What's your gut feeling on that? I mean, the Bears still have until July 15th to potentially get a long-term deal done. Do you think that that is dead in the water, a non-starter, or do you think that something could still happen with Allen Robinson? You know, I, I, I think, I mean, I would never say never. I mean, obviously, deadlines always spur deals, but 
if I had to put money on it, I, I don't think they're going to get anything done. And it puts them in a, a you know, kind of a weird position going in the next off season. Cause let's just, let's just say that they try to keep them around, but they don't want to tag them again. You know, they don't really have that negotiation period where they can try to lock him up. I mean, they have to wait until the legal tampering period uh, or whatever it's called legal negotiation period. They keep changing the, the name on it begins. So it, it becomes an interesting situation. And again, I don't know if you want to tag him for a second straight year. I mean, they're going to have more money next year, but I just, that, that is just a situation that continues to perplex me. And, you know, all the rumors have been that he's, he's looking for nineteen twenty million million, $20 million a year, whatever it is. Pay him. You, you, I mean, it's like, you got your, you got your, you, you got your quarterback, you got your rookie left tackle, you know, you need pieces on the offense. It's like, here's the thing is, you know, Alan Robinson's still 27 years old. So it's like you, you get him under contract and you let things play out for a few more years. And let's just say at the end of Darnell Mooney's fourth year, if he's turned into the receiver that everybody's hoping he is, and he turns into a solid, you know, number one or number two guy, and maybe you can't afford both of them. At that point, at least you've got Allen Robinson until he's at least 30 and you're probably out of his, you know, guaranteed money by then. But it just, especially in the situation that the bears are in with as much focus as on the offense, I think at this point you pay Allen Robinson what he's asking because, you know, with any other team, with any other quarterback production that he's had throughout his entire career, I mean, we're talking Blake Bortles and Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles as his quarterbacks. If you give him a decent quarterback, he's probably widely regarded as probably, I'd say, top five, top ten receiver at this point, and I still think he's he's right there. But, again, the national perception is different because of the quarterbacks he's played. But I just, at some point in time, I think they got to get something done. I just don't have a lot of faith that it will get done. Yeah, I mean it's it's hard to imagine. I mean, I I wondered if the drafting of Justin Fields would maybe change things from Allen Robinson's camp. Like, hey, I want to be around for this, so I'd be willing to take less. But I would imagine, Aaron, that's totally and completely unrealistic, isn't it? Yeah, well, like he wants and, his. You know, he wants his. Nice. It, Exactly. And it would be nice. It really would be nice. But at the same time, I look at Allen Robinson and I mean, I, I think we can all agree if, if he doesn't tear his ACL that last year with Jacksonville, we're probably talking about a much different contract. We're probably talking 17, 18 million dollars a year instead of the 15. So I think, yeah, I mean, he's looking at the situation where even after the tag, I mean, he's getting basically 18 million dollars guaranteed on this tag. Even after the tag, he's still going to be in the prime of his career with that one big contract left. And I think more than anything, I think what's really ruined this and what's what's made this a messy situation is the fact that he said multiple times, even with the bad quarterback situation, he wanted to be here. He wanted to be in Chicago. He wanted to retire in Chicago. And again, you can't blame you can't place the blame 100% on either side. But when you have a guy that wants to be here and you still can't get something done, and it's clear as day that he's your best offensive player, your most valuable offensive player, regardless of who's playing the quarterback position. And you still can't get something done. I just, I, I think that that speaks to the sizable disconnect between Ryan Pace and Allen Robinson's camp. And it's very unfortunate because, I mean, you're talking a guy in Allen Robinson, you give him another four or five years with the Bears, and he's going to hold every single receiving record that the Bears have ever had. And it's a very unfortunate situation. It's almost somewhat reminiscent to the whole thing with Brandon Marshall, where you felt like everything was going great. And then that one little snag happens again, different situations, but, you know, kind of similar feelings. And, you know, here we are. Last thing I want to ask you, man, are, are you expecting or have you thought about any potential surprising releases or cuts like they did with Charles Leno Jr.? Is anybody else that you might be concerned about in that realm that might be on the fringe? 
You know, at this point, I don't think so. I, I, I think the only thing that might change that is if free agent breaks free. Uh, let's just say hypothetically, and again, this is just me guessing, but hypothetically, let's just say uh, Zach Ertz finally gets released after, you know, five months of it being rumored. Maybe maybe they cut bait with Jimmy Graham. You know, they, they can save seven of that $10 million, and, you know, maybe they go after a guy like Zach Ertz who's, a, you know, a little – little younger, probably a little more spry and, you know, probably fits the offense a little bit better. But I mean, outside of that, you know, with, with the cut of Charles Leno, it's one of those things that save them 9 million. So not only back in a position where they can, you know, resize, they can sign their entire draft class. They can take care of everything else that they need to take care of. They can keep under the cap. And I think more importantly, then you can expand out to 53. When that time comes, you can pay your practice squad and you still got probably about $3 million to work with in season. And I think, you know, again, barring anything unexpected or anything happening, I don't really see the Bears spending much more money. I mean, even these vet minimum guys, I mean, they're basically counting for 100, 150 million against the cap when it's all said and done. So I don't know that there's going to be any need to make any more cuts. And even if they make some, let's say, you know, surprising cuts or anything like that, I think you're talking more like a, a Riley Ridley or those kind of names where you may end up saving, you know, a few hundred thousand dollars, but I don't see any like Akeem Hicks's getting cut or Jimmy Graham getting cut for the sake of being cut. I think there would have to be a clear replacement there. Aaron, great stuff as always, man. Thank you for coming on, and I'm sure I will talk more Bears with you in short order. Oh, absolutely. I always, always enjoy, man. It was, it was uh, good to catch up after the draft. Like I said, it was a little more positive this time. It's kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Not a, not a lot of holes. Like I can't really, I can't really find any right now in the draft. And uh, I, now they got to do it on the field. I guess that's the other, I guess that's the big part now, Aaron, is we're, we are building this up to a boil right now with all these, these picks. And, and now I, they have to prove it on the field still. I guess we forget about that. That is true, but at least it will make, I, I think, a lot of people, those people that usually, and I'm kind of one of those included usually, where you know, preseason is kind of meaningless. Luckily, they're going down to three games. I guarantee you everybody is going to be glued to their TV during preseason. I think everybody's going to be glued to their Twitter even more than normal uh, when you guys are out there for camp. I, I think it's going to be that at least, and even, the, even if they're bad this year, the nice thing is, is at least we have something to look forward to, kind of like in 2017 with Trubisky. So, I think even if they lose or even if they disappoint, it's going to have a different feeling, which is going to make it at least a little bit more fun. Yep. Thanks, Aaron. I'll talk to you, man. Absolutely. Appreciate Yep. That is Aaron Lemming right there. Yes, uh, there is a Bears minicamp, rookie minicamp, that starts on Friday. And the schedule, actually, the specifics, you know who the Bears are playing, you know their opponents but the specifics of the Bears schedule and all of the teams in the NFL, that comes on on Wednesday. So we'll get to find out like the primetime games, you know, tough or easy perceived spots in the schedule, all that fun. And we can go game to game and all that good stuff will come out Wednesday. Then rookie minicamp Friday, Saturday and Sunday going down in Lake Forest as well. And I'm thinking about, you know, training camp as well and how, how hyper, that's the word that I keep using when I think about it, how hyper training camp will will be again. It's somewhere going to be somewhere between 2017 and the first year that Jay Cutler came in in terms of like the hype and the attention that is paid to training camp this year for the Bears. I'm Mark Grody, here with you until 9 o'clock. This is our Bears Hour. Rick Camp will join us to talk Bulls about a half an hour from now, but after a quick break... 
we will continue to talk about the Chicago Bears, and we will hear from Matt Nagy, who was, again, on a national outlet, and we will react to some of the things that he said. Next on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. That's our job as coaches to make sure that we get these freaking details right. God, I love the word freaking. So close to something you can't say. And it, it, sometimes it's more satisfying than other, that other word. It's a certain power to it. The Bears head coach, Matt Nagy. I'm Mark Grody with you here until 9 o'clock on the score. Before we continue our Bears hour, I've been meaning to read this text because I just want I want Greg to know everything's okay. This is from the 630. We had a conversation in the first hour, first part of the show about Tony La Russa and where things are with the White Sox now relative to where they were about a week ago on that fateful Wednesday when um, things went badly in a one nothing 10 inning loss to the Reds, which we no longer need to discuss because of that very important sweep that the White Sox had over the weekend. But, um, yeah, as I said, Greg, Greg made a call that, you know, the ratings were not great for the call uh, per other texters and callers. I think there was some defense of Tony La Russa, and he, he did text me, did Greg, and he said, Hey, Grody, this is Greg from Tinley Park. Happy to hear my opinion didn't go off well. Maybe that means I'm right. <laughs> um, and then he has a, a theory as well. But Greg, Greg, it's okay, man. It's okay. Sometimes we say things and not everybody agrees. So, Greg, I hope you keep calling. I hope you you keep texting as well. And if you out there listening would like to call or text, I am open. 312-644-6767 is the number as we continue our, our Bears hour here right now. And 
Matt Nagy has has been making the rounds nationally, and he was on the the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. And one of the things that caught my interest of all the things that he said was the the question of Matt Nagy going into the season, having had a terrific year in 2018, and then now back to back disappointing 500 seasons. Is Matt Nagy, the Bears head coach, on the hot seat? There's a perception going into your fourth year that perhaps you're on the hot seat going into this year. Do you do you feel that? Do you sense that? Do you care about that? How do you respond to that? Yeah, that's a great question because, you know, when you take this position, one of 32 positions in the NFL like I did, it, it's never all peaches and cream and rosy. There's always going to be times where you hit some adversity and – um, you get challenged and and people that not everybody's going to like you and people are going to disagree with things that you do and things that you say. Um, but I go back to the core of who I am and the people that have surrounded me and supported me from day one. And just kind of like you and I were just talking about. And I rely on that. And, and, and I I completely understand that in this business, there's a lot of people that have been in my situation. But now it's all about how do you handle it? You know, do you start placing blame? Do you start looking for different reasons as to why you're in this position? Or you just, you know, knuckle up and say, let's go, man. Let's stay positive. Let's stay together. Let's fight through this thing together, meaning our city, our fans, our organization, our players, coaches. And and that's what we're going to do. And so now here we are with a great opportunity in front of us to do this thing together. And and in the end, who knows which way it's going to go. But I know this, uh, we're going to have fun doing it. And um, we're going to do everything we can to, to get this thing back on track and continue to win and, and get this uh, organization to the top. As Bears head coach Matt Nagy on the Ross Tucker football podcast, answering the question as to whether or not he believes that he is on the hot seat. Clearly, that's not a yes or no answer right there. But there is a misperception out there that because the Bears, because Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, who collaborate, and drafted Justin Fields, moved up, that they have bought themselves time, which does not make any sense because if the Bears are a three or four or maybe even five-win team, I don't know exactly what the cutoff is, their jobs, like most GMs and or coaches in the NFL, will be in, in trouble. Uh, does it mean that they're automatically out? No, not necessarily. But to say that just because they drafted Justin Fields, if they have a year like that, if it is a dud of a year, their jobs will, of course, be on the hot seat. And hopefully that won't be the case, that that this is the formula the reconfiguring of the offensive line, the quarterback that Matt Nagy needs, the running game started to work towards the end of last season. Hopefully that will all mean that there is success and that there is progress. But if it's a dud of a season, no matter who they have drafted, no matter what their team is, no matter what they are responsible for, of course the Bears will, or Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace will be on the hot seat. And Justin Fields buys them absolutely nothing. So I was looking forward to hearing that response. It was as expected. And I still think that Matt Nagy is a guy who I think, and maybe I'm wrong, you could tell me, 312-644-6767. I think fans still root for 
Matt Nagy. And he has made his mistakes. He has struggled at times with play calling to the point where he gave up play calling temporarily. But I do think that, I think Bears fans like Matt Nagy. But you got to win. And that's the bottom line. The Bears have kept coy about how much security there is. But there is oftentimes not security for teams that win three or four or five games. And you hope that that is not the case next year for the Bears. All right, one more break in this hour. When we come back, more from Matt Nagy. And this time specifically, I want to hear from Matt Nagy about what is this upcoming year supposed to be? I was talking about this with Aaron Lemming. Is there an expectation within the organization for the Bears to go to the playoffs this season? We'll find out next on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. We got guys that, uh, you know, they want it. And when you want it, you just keep plugging away. And I know it feels it's hard, but uh, trust me, we want it with for everybody. We want it for you guys. We want it for us. We want to win. We want to win. We want to win. And we're not going to stop until we do getting better at fixing everything. It's Bears head coach Matt Nagy back in November. It's all different now. That's pre-Justin Fields. We are in the post-Justin Fields drafted era of Chicago Bears football or Chicago Bears football talk here on Sports Radio 670, The Score. And I'm Mark Grody here with you until 9 o'clock tonight. Been enjoying our Bears hour here. Going to talk about the Chicago Bulls at 8 o'clock with Rick Camp, who hosts the post-game show. Can you believe there are only four games left in the the Bulls season? The Bulls have been playing well. They host Brooklyn tomorrow. We'll get into the Bulls in about 10 minutes from right now. But as we were talking about with the Bears head coach, Matt Nagy, who was, again, he was on the the Ross Tucker football podcast and we talked about you know he's got a good attitude obviously Matt Nagy always seems to have that and perspective about needing to win coming up next year in order to preserve his job he didn't say that there was any kind of mandate or edict in terms of wins or losses but you do have to wonder what is this season about again thing everything did change with the drafting of Justin Fields but you still have a you have a vet. Let's say this, you have a veteran, good Bears defense. Even though there were problems yesterday or last year against the run game and in certain games like the Green Bay game, that were bad for the Bears defense last year. But I think that we could probably bet on the Bears defense being good. So expectations become difficult to figure out at this point when you know that you have the quarterback in waiting, Justin Fields, who will probably be on the bench to start the year. So what does that mean? For for this year, let's take a listen to Matt Nagy on that idea. Are the Bears in win-now mode, or are they in development mode, or both? No, I would say both. Uh, we feel like right now with this roster that we've built over the last several years that we we really believe that right now we're in a great position to to go out and win a lot of games and win right now. With that said, we do have we are building somewhat of a younger roster now where where we as a coaching staff have to be able to develop these players that we're drafting. So, there'll be a great plan for that, but we're so excited for the future and the 2021 season. Right now, you know, as we speak, this literally this morning, I'm putting together schedules of the offseason program and how that's going to work with all the new rules, getting into training camp and how that's going to be. 
but there's an excitement. There's a there's a, vi- a really good vibe right now um, in our in our building, and um, you know we are we know we're right there where we need to be, and we have a great mix of veteran leaders and young guys. And so for me and our coaching staff, that's why we do this thing, and and it's just very important that our guys understand that. And uh, shoot, anything can happen, so we're ready to rock and roll. <laughs> you know the problem was, is and I've been. Guilty of this before as a sports talk radio host at times that you, we, we give the multiple choice answers and he, he gave him the dreaded both or both. Is it win now or develop or is it both? And how quickly is the subject of the interview going to devolve to both if we give that option? And I, like I said, I've done it a million times myself. And when I do it, I, Palm the forehead. Oh man, because you know they're going to go with that. Um, and yet, that's the answer. And I guess that is what uh, any logical person would say that yes, we got to win now. Yes, we got to develop because there is one very important player on this team that needs to be developed, and that is that is Justin Fields and you know all these guys, Tevin Jenkins and Larry Borm and the rest of the the 2021 draft class. I am. I'm actually looking forward to seeing what does happen in game one, because I've been saying all along that I know Andy Dalton is going to start game one beyond that. All bets are off, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. And you know, look, Andy Dalton came out and said that he was told he's going to be the starter pace and, and Nagy have backed him up and saying that he is our starter as recently as, you know, draft night and thereafter. And, and when we heard from Matt Nagy and Ryan pace and all those zooms, but I guess, how can and, and we don't know what those private conversations were specifically with Andy Dalton. Matt Nagy gave us some generalizations, but it is also possible. It is also a possibility that Ryan Pace and or Matt Nagy in their conversations with Andy Dalton since his introductory press conference have told Andy Dalton that, hey, just so you know, there is also the chance that you won't be the starter on day one in game one this year for the bears. Like if he does, like, I think it was Zach, Zach Zabman had him on earlier that he was talking about that too. If like, if from the first snap this year in training camp, Justin Fields just looks superior and excellent. And like, he gets it. And like, he belongs. There's no reason to, to waste time. There's no reason to, you know, satisfy feelings for people on the team you know so I still th- like if I had to bet I still think it's going to be Andy Dalton as a starter in game one and probably for the first handful of games at least but you know I think that they they have to allow for the potential of this being as as we'd like to say a fluid situation with Justin Fields that when he comes in and he's just killing it out there that you absolutely 100% have to put him in. And then, you know, I was talking about this today with somebody at the score about, and he asked me, is it possible that the bears will maybe put Justin Fields in, in certain, like they did with in, in new Orleans with a couple of quarterbacks in certain packages on certain, like on a second and four in game two of the season, might they bring in Justin Fields on a, on a spot where you could, you know, throw the ball down the field with his big arm or even run for those four yards to get the first down on second down. Will there be 
packages for Justin Fields? Will that be a way? Will that be part of the plan? Or is it going to be like 2017 where it's let's wait until the end of the year to put him in or when the lights are out or when you can afford to sit your starters if the Bears are winning towards the end of the year? So there are so many possibilities. Like I said, rookie minicamp starting this weekend for the Bears. So we'll start to get some semblance of an answer. Obviously, it's not going to be full speed during that, and it's going to be a bunch of rookies out there. So it's going to be hard to really derive anything solid from what happens out there. But at least we will we'll hear some of the voices and maybe be able to infer from some of the things that they that they say. So that's going to wrap up our Bears Hour. That doesn't mean we can't talk more Bears later. But coming up next... We are going to talk about the Chicago Bulls as they have four games to go this season. They have played well lately. It's important to be seeing Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic back playing games together. Let's find out what their chemistry is like and if it has gotten better and what this Bulls team might look like going forward as in next year. Rick Camp from the Bulls postgame show will join us next year on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.